Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. Okay, waiting for some calls. Nine one four three three eight zero one six four is the call-in number. Please press one if you would like to speak with us. And we invite our callers and listeners to join us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our blog top radio profile. Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. Actually, I should post to Twitter. Um, so I'm going to do that. Not to Tumblr. I opened the wrong app. Okay. To Twitter. No, we're posting. coming up on our 1,128 show. Now, if on? you were to listen to all of our shows back to back without stopping. This is so weird. It would take 47 full days. That's an 24 11. 24 hours a day. That's good. First person who accomplishes that task, that feat, feat or journey, whatever you want to call it, well, it you'll get feet. a free half-hour reading on the radio. First one that listens to all of our shows back to back for 24 hours. That means hearing? no sleep for 24 hours for 47 days. <laughs> you have to listen to them back to back without stopping. But guess what? If you do, and you survive without food or water, sleep for 47 days, you're going to get a free half hour. And um, so we're starting the we're starting the contest now, and we'll see what happens with it. Um. No, you have to listen to them consecutively. Jennifer said she's listened to most of them, and I said it's a it's a mm. it's a, no, you have, it's a block. You have yeah, to listen you have to, to them. do it all at once. Yeah, all forty-seven at once. days without stopping, <laughs> um, back to back. You'll get a free half-hour reading, no strings on attached. On the show. On the show. On the show. No strings attached. Neil, the means Neil won't be wearing his string bikini. Yeah. And uh, and we'll ask you questions randomly to make sure you've listened to the entire. Yeah. We know, we know all the shows. That, yeah, you have to know them backwards and forwards. So there might be ten true and false, couple of multiple choice, one or two essay questions. But uh, yeah, what's that? She said, ha, 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 the reward, like most people don't get one already. Yeah, well, we like it off these contests every once in a while. <laughs> and anyone you can say the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour a thousand times in a minute, oh, we're going to give you an hour free reading on the show. <laughs> on the so show. We'll, like, we'll have to extend the show's length, I think, for that. So, And you have to call, I mean, you have to prove that you're able to do it by doing it on the show. Yeah, you have to do it on the show. You have to course. do it on the show. A thousand times in one minute. Um, but then again, we will live up to our promise. It will be a free hour reading. Uh, I don't know if other psychic shows do this, but we're pioneers. We like to start new things going. We'll probably get a couple of copycats. I'm sure of it. Oh, I'm sure. 
now if you go into the astral realm and you and you really know how to operate in the astral realm and you practice up there you up might there. be able to just defeat the the uh contest because there is a way to advance your energy fields by utilizing the astral realm so try as a little hint for you for those of you who are willing to give this a try in the meantime uh, uh, since we are talking about the astral realm and yeah I'm managing the chat room it's going crazy it's off the hook uh, Stop the lie. Hold on, we have a caller. We have a caller. Okay, we're gonna to have to put the astro realm on hold. <laughs> the astro realm. We will have be... somebody who's going to try to say it a thousand times, I think. Okay, we're gonna take the caller six three zero. Hi. Hi, Dion. Hi. I just went back. Um. Okay, I went on Blog Talk. And it says that your show was at now. And then I went back on, and it wasn't listed. And then I went on using my computer, and that's how I found you. Weird. I know it goes off, I think, if we don't, um, we don't sign in right before. But sometimes it's difficult to be right on time because of various things that are going on in the household. So, so that's why we go okay. off the main page. But we're here. So you had emailed... Well, you had emailed, what do you want to say? Okay, so what I want to say is thank you very much because it worked. Um, I I finally was able to get a hold of somebody in another office who is the real estate portfolio manager for my county, and he looked at the at the list and he's like I don't know because I I called and I was like they're bypassing all my information and they're passing me up and he said well they shouldn't be because they have plenty of availability in that office you should be able to get that and I said okay and he goes we have so much availability that we're looking to partner that office with another county so basically like to spread the wealth around a little bit and I said oh okay and so then he he said let me call there and I'll call you back so he did. Like 10 minutes later, I got a phone call, and he said that they were going to be sending out my package today, which was yesterday, and that I have to fill it out, go through an orientation, and then I'll be on my way. To Florida. Well, they have to grant me the ability to transfer to that county, but... I don't think that they can keep me in this county because my doctor already told me that it's not living here. They can't keep up with my health issues. Oh, right. I need to be like where there's like it's a facility. university. Right. That's the problem with living in the county because I don't hate Wisconsin. I mean, I just, it's, it's, Moving up here the, in the cold weather isn't good for my arthritis and everything, and I'm already vitamin D deficient. So I, um, I talked with one of my doctors, and they, they're the ones that want me to live near a university because they said that I would be able to get more treatments that are going through, like, trials and stuff. And so that's why I picked the University of Miami and, you know, I just want to start there. I have to have a, some kind of a home base. But anyway, my point is is that you, um, you Kristen, and Neil, we, what you did for me worked because I was able to break through the iceberg or whatever. Great. I, I, yes. I still have to find an apartment down there. I did find one, but, you know, people aren't familiar with the – I don't want to call it a handicap voucher. It's a disability voucher. Not everybody wants the government in their business. But so I um, am hoping I'll get somebody to work with me, and I'm sure I will. And um, then I can be on my way. Like I'm hoping, you know, this one apartment I found, I could move in July 1st. But it has to go that fast. We'll see what happens. I mean, it would have to go pretty fast to get in there by July 1st, but it's possible. I mean, uh, you know, the only only problem is that you're going into these 
living situation sight unseen, unless you're planning to travel there to look at the apartment prior, which I'm guessing that's a no. Is, I mean, but I've gotten apartments before sight unseen. I didn't yeah, see no, the inside okay. of this place before I got it. That, that can work. I'm just saying there's that there's that issue that, you know, may 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 or may not work for you once you get there. But are you able to at least I mean, do these do these uh do these apartment complexes have websites where you can look at them fairly thoroughly online? Yeah, and I only plan on staying like a year, you know, and transitioning into a home of my own. Okay. I'm, for some reason, what, yellow roses. I don't, for some reason, I'm seeing yellow roses. And you're in Wisconsin, and it's, what, June? Yellow roses is a sign of, like, betrayal and friendship. Well, I they would need to be more specific, not general, but I'm just seeing yellow roses. It feels like, you know, it's funny. It feels like winter here in California. It's like I'm thinking it's winter and it's not. So I don't know what the weather's like in Wisconsin. Well, it's, it's it's pretty gray here. Yellow roses is somewhat synonymous with Texas. Texas. So which, it, I don't know. It could, there could be something gravitating towards Texas. I know you're thinking about Miami, and it doesn't mean that Texas is going to be the place, but that's what's the most symbolic of the yellow rose. But her, yeah, her vouchers for, your vouchers for this a specific county, right, in Florida, it's not for, you'd have to go through a whole different process to go to Texas. So it's not Texas. Right. I mean, I didn't even get it transferred over yet. This is just like I'm manifesting it. And I want to buy a home in Florida because of the issue I had with my family and their lawyers because they have that homestead rule where nobody can sue you to take your home away. And then where um, with my window business, I was able to pinpoint a certain area that, you know, 99.9% of the time the hurricane goes around it. So that's why that's another reason why I'm hovering over a certain demographic, and you know, <clears throat> I'll get somebody who will be very happy to have their rent paid every single month, you know, knowing that they don't have to, you know, you can rent to somebody, but that doesn't mean that they're going to pay the rent. So you know, I feel confident that I'll be able to get somebody to work with me in that area because it's the going rate for an apartment like that, but. You know, at the same time, the program transitions you into home ownership. So no matter where I go, I'm not going to be there very long. Well, here's the, how we the place work. after that. Yes. This is how we work with codes. Yellow Rose. Now, to convert that to Florida, Florida is considered the sunshine state. <laughs> so um, when you say Yellow Rose it could be a sign of the sun rising, sunshine state, yellow rose. So now we convert the code to the sun rising, uh, explaining the yellow rose, which keeps us in the state of Florida. So that could be an indication um, uh, in regard to possibly you uh, being successfully over there. Uh, again, with these ridiculous, and I mean ridiculous, symbols, because they sound just silly to me, but we work with them anyways. What do uh, candy canes have to do with your interest level? <laughs> well, when I was a kid, I came up with this dance called the Candy Cane Dance, and um, it was like a burlesque-style dance, and I oh, want to get back into burlesque. Uh, when you were a kid, you were doing burlesque. My goodness, you were. I know, I know. Quite, quite uh, advanced. <laughs> I guess it's the word. I mean, we can't. My mom wouldn't let me do tap, and so and I got kicked out of that one um, school because you know it was like the, I called the teacher a bitch, and so I just had to be creative what was around the house. And my mom had these huge plastic candy canes. And so I was just kind of using it as a prop to dance. I mean, I wasn't stripping, 
or anything no, like that. I but it was no. it was okay. adult adult dance for sure. Even though I was like probably I don't know maybe sixteen, fifteen, twelve to fourteen, somewhere. I don't even remember. Okay, you were born in '73. Well, back in back in around the '60s, uh, there was a novel and consequently a movie called Candy by Terry Southern, I believe. And it, and back in those days, the book probably you know it was controversial because it was sexual. Today's standards would probably be uh, rated R, but back in those days, it was like an X. <laughs> but it wasn't pornographic. Anyways, Candy was like, it was like Lolita, but it was called Candy. And it was a novel, and they made it into a movie. It starred this new bombshell blonde, you know, it was back in the 60s. Now, when we revert that to, uh, when we considered the word Candy Cane and the burlesque dancing, my thoughts went over to the movie Candy. Now, does that have anything to do with talking about? Only because you introduced Candy Kane. Aside okay. From, aside so from the I, this, Yeah, go ahead. Yes, this morning I started um, contacting Canadian filmmakers for my docuseries on Erin, because I feel like the American filmmakers aren't giving me a fair chance at it because of the political aspect that's connected to the United States. So this morning, that's who I was contacting, is filmmakers who work with Netflix okay. in Canada. Well, well, with that in mind, in the novel. Let's just see if there's anything that connects to okay. here. Okay. And while while um we're doing that, is there anything yellow in your in your eyesight? Are you wearing yellow today? I'm just on the yellow. Candy the movie. I mean, I'm, I just, go ahead. I sold my my yellow Monte Carlo living up here. Um which was Wait, a big what, deal for me. Oh you sold your yellow Monte Carlo? Okay, yeah. so now we're getting warmer. You sold your yellow Monte Carlo to that why? That my dad bought me because it just, uh, I was condensing things down here. I needed the money. But I felt bad because my dad bought it for me, but it just got to the point where it was becoming overwhelming for me to have two cars, you know, um, and stuff like that. But that was like when I think of the color yellow, I right away go towards that car because when my dad had Alzheimer's, he, he forgot my name, but he used to call me the yellow car girl. Okay, so and, that's, I think that's where we're going more than the analogy. Go ahead. to, to the. My dad loved roses. Um, he used to plant them everywhere. Okay, now we're on the right track because the yellow rose of tech, yellow rose came in, you know, I saw a yellow rose, but yeah, I, I thought I've got to ask her about what's in her sight or line of sight or what yellow means to her. Now the car comes up, it talks, so it's related to your migration to Wisconsin. You had to let the car go. And um, and he called, your, your father called you what? Yellow car girl. Because he couldn't yellow. like car girl. Because he couldn't he remember you. Right. Right. And my my pen name that I write under is Stella Rose. Oh yeah. Well, you know, I I know that, but I wasn't thinking about it. I mean, I didn't remember. I wasn't it. either. I just came. I just were brainstorming. That's what just popped yeah. up. Oh, tell her Stella Rose. Yeah. Well, so, you know, in addition to the candy reference, so this is another, a movie if you want to look at there's it. There's another movie called that was controversial. <laughs> there was in its day X-rated, but not pornographic. It was called I Am Curious Yellow, and that movie was very controversial. And when we get into the element of cars, there's the movie called The Yellow Rolls Royce. Ooh, and uh, and Aaron's story is controversial. It, what's that? Aaron Carter, since he's oh. writing about. What did you say? By curious yellow. I am curious yellow. Oh. Um, Sorry, I must have misheard that. So, uh, 
He's looking at the movie Candy. This is a different movie. No, okay. What's the the movie? Candy from the 60s. Yeah, it's like Candy movie. First of all, I looked up Candy, and I'm getting all these images of Candy. Terry Southern Candy. Terry Southern. You know, and because you're involved in the movies and whatnot. It's a sex farce film. Yeah. Oh, it's based on Candy. Yeah. So oh, uh, maybe I should um, pr- maybe I should reach out to that film producer. Uh, yeah, you could. Um, <gasps> the director is Neil Armfield. Well, I'm not accepting unsolicited mail right now. <laughs> is that your okay. last name? No. No, my last name is Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, wow. So, uh, you know, this can the movie Candy was 68, and it was considered rest day, but it had quite a cast. Marlon Brando, Richard Burton, John Huston, Walter Matthau, Ringo Starr. I remember him being in it. Oh, goody uh, called drop. No, and, back to uh, Candy. <laughs> it's based on, um, yeah, Terry Southern. Uh, Terry Southern was the one that, uh, now... Now, uh, the other one that was very controversial just was I Am Curious Yellow. And I don't know, you know, you could look these up yourself and see if uh, if anything registers with you. And some of this okay. Is, uh, so what the other thing that I think is, is interesting now that we've got more on the yellow is that she did the candy cane dance when she was a teenager. Her father bought her a Monte, a Monte Carlo that was yellow. He called her. So this is all going back to her family unit, these references. He bought her the Monte Carlo car. He called her the yellow car girl. And then she named herself Stella Rose, her pen name. Yeah. Okay. And then now that Candy movie, the director, I just looked him up, and he's from Australia. And so that's the thing is I have to get outside of the United States if I'm going to get this film produced for Netflix because they're not going to pick it up. I don't want to say they're not going to. I'm just saying that, like, because his grandfather was a former, you know, United States president, it's, it's controversial, it's political, and they keep it out of the news here. So that, Wait a that's second. another. But he's, I, this is something I did not know. He's related to Jimmy Carter. Aaron Carter? Yeah, that's his grandfather. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea they yeah. were related to the Carter. What was the group that they did, the boy band? Uh, it was... Uh, okay, his brother, brother is a Backstreet Boy, and he's being sued by five women in California for sexual oh. assault. Yeah, I know and, about that business, but yeah. I did not know they were Carter Carters. That's weird. Yep, they're, um, his dad was adopted by, okay, it's, just, it's a long story, and if you try to figure it out, it's like it's, you have to really be good and detailed to pinpoint it all together. But they're, okay, so Jimmy Carter's family owns Sony, who's owned by Disney, and ABC, and Hulu, and, yeah. and CNN, and ESPN, and Fox, so they basically own the media and TMZ and Warner Brothers. So that's why yeah, we're I mean, hearing about. Only, there's only a few companies. I know things have gotten so corporate. I mean, the, the corporatization of the world has, I mean, there's very few companies that own everything. There's a few. It's, it's, and so our choices as consumers are very limited because there's, you know, not, I mean, the major corporations, have have dwindled because they you know gobble each other up. Banks gobble each other up. So it's uh, it's not something I like as a consumer for sure. But I mean I now it makes more sense even why the media would not. I mean it's hard though. I mean I what did we just watch? What documentary did we just watch about? Um, I can't remember. 
Well, while she's, you know, and the uh, I'm curious, Yellow was uh, filmed in Sweden. Have you ever had any connection to Sweden? Sweden. No, he has a son that lives in um, in Germany. I don't know if it's Amsterdam or where in Germany. Some people said Amsterdam. But he has, a like, a 17-year-old son that lives there. And I remember the first time I called, and um, Neil said that the reason why I was picked to do Aaron's story is because I could find it relatable because it, it involved over $100 million worth of money. And so um, – that's another thing too. Like Sony doesn't pay their artists, and then they just kill them off. I'm not saying that Sony kills Aaron, um, but it's it's you know, and they manage Britney Spears and stuff like that. Well, that, so that it, was the documentary I watched, Britney Spears. I mean, it wasn't a documentary; it was a total piece of trash. And like I was kind of watching in awe. It was a TMZ. It was on TMZ, and I do not watch TMZ, but I slipped by it, or I I think I saw that it was I don't know what happened, but I it caught my interest just because I felt like her being controlled by her father was not right for so many years and her conservatorship, so I decided to watch like half of it, and it was you know a piece of trash. It was garbage, but you know of course they're airing that and making her look like totally nuts. I'm sure she does have mental problems, but um, but, but I mean, she's got mental here. problems because they they put um, that like pixie dust in their food, and like in Erin's documentary, I I can okay, so like TMZ is owned by by Warner Brothers, who's owned by Disney, who's a sibling to Sony, right. and. Right. So, like, you have to trace it back where, like, you know, Aaron was bankrupt by the time he was 18 years old, but they could never show where his $170 million went. They right. said, oh, he earned $200 million, but he only spent $30 million of it. So, where's the under, under, other 170 And, like, right. Jimmy Carter was related to Elvis. And Britney Spears' father's lawyer was my lawyer at one point for my family's case, and I fired her because of what was going on with Britney. So I was tied into that whole group too. Indirectly, indirectly, yeah. Um, what was I going to say though? Well, I don't know about the pixie dust and the food, but I know that a lot of these artists are programmed, and they have, you know, they. For example, what, what Beyonce, the, all these Jay Z. Um, I'm not remembering specifically because I don't follow these artists. But they have alter egos. Christina Aguilera, um, she's a Disney. She was on the Walt Disney show, so was Britney Spears. So was Kim Carter. Yeah, so they go through, I mean, if you start to read alternative, alternative news or information, you know, people say that they're, they're monarch programs. And they have these alter egos because their their personalities are actually split or multiple personalities because of the fact that they're they go through this mind programming. I mean, it's really sad and scary. Sasha Fierce, that's what Beyonce is. So all of these stars have these alter egos, and it's been normalized into society that you know. That, that, you know, these people have alter egos and that we should have alter egos and there should be the splitting of this mind rather than a whole identity. Um, but, okay, so, so, so Beyonce, Beyonce's under the same record label and got into an argument with Wendy Williams and, went, and Wendy Williams went, went wackety whack The talk show host, you mean? Wendy Williams? Yeah, she, she went mm-hmm. wackety whack whack too. And so, like, if you put, if you put Wendy Williams... Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, that's the um, documentary I watched. I watched that documentary on Netflix. That was no, the one I was yeah, thinking of, yeah. Anna and Nicole. Howard, and, and Howard's sister and bodyguard were talking just like, oh, you know, Anna was a drug addict. They did the same thing that they did to Aaron because Howard's lawyer is the same lawyer that Britney's dad uses 
Because I got that lawyer from Howard, because I called Howard and I talked to him. And Howard wasn't there when Anna died. And so they just are saying the same thing about Anna that they said about Aaron. Oh, he died of an accidental overdose because he was a drug addict and he abused drugs, you know, and this and that. And so when Aaron died, they did a documentary and put it on Hulu that's owned by ABC, okay, that's owned by Sony. And, and had the girlfriend and the one manager sit there and say that Aaron was a drug addict and they tried to save him and blah, blah, blah. It's the same thing. They just, because they're feeding the sheep. Right. Right. Well, the Netflix documentary, I mean, I think I've watched a couple documentaries. One was on ABC. Obviously, it's going to be totally biased. But that differed vastly from the one I watched on Netflix about Anna Nicole Smith, and she's, you know, I was not an Anna Nicole Smith by, fan by any means, but her life is somewhat interesting, and apparently, apparently, and this comes out at the end of the film, you know, she accuses her mother of horrible, horrible things, or accused her mother of horrible things, tying her to a bed, raping her, all this stuff as a child, and her siblings say this is not true, they were close, and she told her mama to sell stories, you know, and I can make a lot of money anytime my name is mentioned in the press. But so this, I mean, there were a lot more details in this documentary than the ABC documentary. However, it painted Howard Stern, her attorney and later husband, much um, more favorably than it did her, um, the father of her child. What's his name? Uh, right, because it's all coming out about Aaron, and and they follow my social media, and they know that I brought up the Anna Nicole thing, and then right after that, it was oh Anna was a drug addict too. Larry yeah, Burkett. Howard, Howard and Anna were never legally married. It was a commitment it was a, ceremony. Yeah, you're right. I know. It was a commitment ceremony. I always had a very negative view of him, but the Okay, so on that documentary, the staff was saying Anna Nicole hated Larry Burkhead. She loved Howard Stern, but the thing is, Howard Stern did not question her drug use. And the reason Larry Burkhead was ousted from Anna Nicole's life is he didn't want her on all the drugs she was on. And I think that is what broke the relationship up and then caused her to... um, Claimed that Howard Stern was actually the father of Howard Stern. Is his name Howard Stern? No, Howard. Howard. Yeah, yeah his name is Howard K. Stern, I think. Not the Howard Stern on the, you know, not Howard Stern that everybody knows. Different Howard Stern. But um, uh, um, she claimed he was the father because okay, she didn't but- want the kid to have any rights. But obviously the paternity yeah. test showed that he was Listen the father. Listen to this one. So, so Aaron's twin sister, Angel, is married to a guy who owns or operates the Grove Restaurant in Beverly Hills, okay, or wherever it's at in Southern California, and also a catering company called Best Events. And so they cater, like, all the, all the events, the movie studios, all that other stuff, okay? And they had a whistleblower come out saying that that's how, they, that's how they poison their food is they sprinkle it onto the food. And so it's, it's the entire family's corrupt, mm-hmm. like TMZ, the court system. I mean, the whole thing is yeah, corrupt from start to finish. And, yeah, and like, great. all this sister just died last week. And she was only 51 years old. Suddenly Who's older died. Who's older sister? The oldest, well, um, the obituary, it's uh, Ginny Carter, but her name was Virginia Marie. Just died. Oh, so, so now that's Aaron, three siblings. Okay. Yes, that's three siblings out of seven, okay, that have died suddenly out of mysterious, suspicious causes. And if you look up um, Jimmy Carter, his siblings died under a suspicious. No, his siblings died of pancreatic cancer. Well, how do you how do you die of pancreatic cancer? Your liver is trying to process some kind of a toxin. How old so were it's they? So it's the way that they run the family business. Well, I mean, Jimmy were, Carter, I mean, yeah. president. I mean, he was a great president, and he's very. I mean, Jimmy Carter's still alive? Did he die? 
Yes, no, he's on hospice. He's 98 years old. He's best friends with Joe Biden. And Jimmy Carter was actually voted the worst president in the United States uh, history. So as long as you're Republican, so I mean, you're going to have different viewpoints than us. We're, I mean, I don't say I'm a Democrat necessarily, but I'm definitely more on the liberal end. But I like Jimmy Carter, I, at least as a president and two, because he lives like in the home he owned originally with his wife. I mean, this is not a man who has built his wealth. He builds homes for people. I mean, Habitat for Humanity, doesn't he work for them, you know? So, I mean, he's done a lot of service. I would have to look into Jimmy Carter specifically. Now, whether the, the you know, whether the family is rotten from the top or not is not something I've investigated because I didn't even know that they were related. However, I know that Jimmy Carter, you know, on, on, on face value is not living in some expensive mansion. He's lived very humbly. He helps people. So that's what I want to say about Jimmy Carter. Yeah, but a lot of it is a front. You know what I'm saying? Like they, yeah, they have a bunch of shell companies, so it's hard for you to track. Tra- just like you can't find out that his grandson is Aaron. You know what I'm saying? Like would you think he was such a great president if you knew that he threw a six-year-old grandson out on stage to be a cash pony for Sony? You know what I'm saying? Like, at the end of the day, you know, we all only can sleep in one bed or wear, you know, one set of clothes or, you know, use one bathroom. So living humbly was also a front for, you know what I'm saying? And him being president allowed his other grandson to go around and allegedly, you know, sexually assault minors and get away with it because the FBI wouldn't prosecute. So there's, if you, if you know what I'm saying, like there, if you blow the blanket off of all the cover-ups, it's, it's not really female friendly, you know? Yeah. Well, let's get anyway. No, it's, I mean, it's a very interesting, it's all very interesting. So I'll do some research after the show. What are you looking at? Huh? What are you looking at? I, I put it all in the documentary I sent to you. You don't even have to research it. I put all the documentation and supporting documentation in Okay, there. so I'll go through your thing. But have you gotten an editor yet? And we need to get back more on the psychic channel yeah. here. So um, I, I'm looking for an editor. I'm just managing the chat, too. So you've got to help me. So anyways, why don't you look up those things, Dion, and uh, we'll put out energy that since we've gotten this far, uh, we'll now take it to the next base where you'll find the housing for at least a year. Your master number is one, so one. that makes sense. And then get you permanent housing. Yeah, and the apartment I found is 208, which is a 10, which is a 1. That's your karmic number. Well, it's your karmic number. It's, two, you know, without the 0, 28. Yeah. Now, just real quick, you had mentioned you you had heard additional references about Penny. So anything you want to share just so we can... Oh, that's another thing, too. Okay, so analyze that. Um, I, I just, there, the name Penny came up. It was like one day I heard that name three times, and it was a reference that um, Neil had made to the, originally it was the lady who was the hostess at the restaurant we went to five, six times a week. No, wait, 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 wait. No, I was the one who came up with Penny, but just to clear, I'm the one Kristen, you came up with the Penny. Yeah, I, I did. Just, I <laughs> morph you two together all the time, and I don't know why I always go towards Neil. I think it's because of that dog I had. So I'm sorry, Kristen. Um, no, but, it's okay. So I said Penny. Confirmation, yes. There was the hostess, and then some other references came up. What? So it was those other references, so we can analyze them quickly. I don't, it was like I was watching um, two different movies. One of them was on Netflix, Firefly Lane, and they had a character by the name of Penny that came up right at the end, but it was like three times that day, twice it was the name Penny on in films. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, you know, Kristen and Neil Baker 
just you're so accurate, it's freaky. You know, like I get taken back. Like I, I can't. Like several times a day, I'm thinking, I can't believe how accurate Kristen and Neil are. Like you knew that my soap needed to change, and I didn't know that's what was clogging the sink. So it's just like you're very, very in tune, very accurate, and um, just yeah. I mean, we try not to general. We try not. Thank you. We try not to be general. Obviously, being psychic is being about being specific and getting specific information. Sometimes it's harder than others to try to figure out where it's coming from. But you know, we've pieced some things together today. Uh, you know, the candy canes, the yellow. The yellow rose, which led to the car, which led to the name your father had for you. And then, of course, all this conspiracy chat. Anything else you want to add, though, before we close, Neil? No, just uh, keep in touch with us. Uh, You know, um, Pee Wee Wee Herman's Playhouse used to have a little segment. It was like a claymation thing. It was called Penny. Oh. And... uh, when I hear that word, I think of that, aside from Penny Marshall. But Penny... Uh, and, and, and so, like, for example, when you're asking for your three pennies back at, yeah, you know, the diner. Yeah. <laughs> Danny Kay started a movie called Five Pennies. Uh, and Danny Kay was... Um, he was a big advocate of helping children and things like that. Um Kind of a brilliant performer. Pennies from Heaven. Fine, Penny. Penny, no, Penny from a, Heaven was Bing Crosby. Bing Crosby, I know, but I'm just making that. But anyways, these Penny. references sometimes. Yeah, it's referencing the film industry. So that's what's going to yeah. get me farther for my next job because I got to get out of the book industry. Well, I tried the book industry. Let's put it like that. But what you're telling me is that I have to contact people in the film industry. And yeah. that's what I started doing this morning. That's where I think it's coming in. Yeah, that, that's right? why. Because Stella Rose is my author name, and I have to get out of the book part of it, just get onto the film part of it. Because don't uh, like the same things keep coming up until you pass that? Like, you're not going to tell me about the soap again because I changed it, right? So now that I understand I'm in the film sector, you're not, I'm not going to hear Penny every day all day long. Right? No, 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 it shouldn't. No, these okay. are just references. These are just uh, validations, they're references. Not, they're not like, you know, you don't need to be stuck you. on them necessarily. Uh, you know, some, sometimes you have to sort of go on these reference cross-section searches to enhance the reading and figure things out. It, it's all sort of a hunt, if you will. But uh, nonetheless, we'll put out energy for... Uh, so when, by the time we talk to you again, maybe we'll have some progress. Thank you very yeah. much to both Good of luck. you. I really appreciate the both of you very much. Good. Oh, thanks. you're welcome. Good luck. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yeah, hopefully she'll get a an apartment after this class. Well, the apartment was. Um, oh God, we can. Uh, you like. like yeah, that was oh, uh, boy. Jack Lemon. Oh my God! Very, very, very. That one of the best picture of the year with Shirley MacLaine, Jack Lemon. You, 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 huh? you, you were, you were sick of our conspiracy Fred chat, McMurray. but my God, you and your movies. Well, the, this is oh. all in reference. She's, you know. Yeah, they directed the apartment. A very famous director. It's just case on mine right now. I should know it. But that movie was considered very controversial in its day, and uh, very well written, very poignant, too, penetrating kind of film. Um, famous director, that's the director of the apartment, okay. was very famous. I know, I know who it is. I'm sure you do. I just can't. Um, I'm, I'm going to beat uh, you to it. My phone will... And, I mean, I know who it is. I just can't. I can't type because of a bandage on my thumb. Uh, oh, I know who it is. William, it's the guy who did something. Um, Billy Wilder. Billy Wilder. No, yeah. I beat you to it. My phone beat you to it, yeah, I should say. I remembered it after that. Who actually was um, pretty brilliant, too. 
oh, they invested $3 million, and the box office said the return was $21.6 million, considering the three. I mean, it would say that it earned $24.6 at box office. If you yeah, track I imagine one best three. picture. Anyway, okay. So let's uh, talk about something. Well, you know, when you're reaching, at least when we reach out to energy, uh, constantly, every day, we keep our footing in the astral realm. So we're not strangers to the astral realm. Every day we connect to it and talk with the energies there. We're not strangers to it. So when you rely on the astral realm through consistency, you obtain quick answers like fast food, but still substantial. Um, it, it does essentially pay off, and you get a little bit more familiar with the territory. It's like somebody who works under in the sea. Like you, you just don't go, you know, to the beach once a week and run in the waves. You're, you're. If you're a good psychic, you're engaged in the astral realm every day and you're learning new things and you're investigating and you're discussing and you're exploring, receiving messages. Um, and there's rewards in that energy field as there are also pitfalls and dangers. But the astral realm is a very fascinating dimension and I've never found myself bored bored of it or how did I know you're going to say exhausted that? by going there in fact going there is almost it's almost a, a, a an obsession because the energies there you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to travel you don't have to get in the car you don't have to get a plane you just take you get familiar with that region of your brain the third eye uh, six chakra. That's why Neil always takes me on dates to the astral realm. They're a lot cheaper than the. Than exactly. <laughs> you don't have to spend any money, and it works out quite well. Now, um, the the part of the astral realm, though, there are certain areas of the astral realm that are somewhat forbidden. Forbidden meaning that there are dangers there just like there would be dangers in any frontier. So you have to kind of recognize those dangers and you learn by trial and error what to stay away from. Well, yeah, and it's difficult sometimes. Like if you're in a dream, for example, in the astral realm, and you're in kind of yucky territory, it's not always totally easy to pull yourself out of it. Even you have sometimes unpleasant. there's There's an energy field in the astral realm. That is some parts karma. So uh, an individual's karma, when they venture into the astral realm, can become dangerous because when you go into the astral realm, you're you're going in there with your astral body. And your astral body expands beyond your current lifetime. So if you go into the astral realm where time is relative, it's really not linear, your your astral body can get sucked into a time element or a non-time element, wherein there was an experience that was dangerous in a former lifetime, and you move into that zone. Indeed, in the astral realm, you can actually visit different time zones simultaneously. So you can be past, present, and future, and then ominously, all at once, you can enter that. Yeah, yeah, it's very ominous in terms of the, when you look at the dark side, getting into the astral realm, you have to be aware of that you're always on guard. You just, it, it's hard to be just casual in the astral field. You can be, but you, you have to be alert because the astral realm is, is not somewhat, it has divisions but it's got a universality in such that any time zone can enter any other time zone. It's part of the fabric of the energy. So sort of like um, being, being in, a, in a world where 
history commingles with cosmic history, and that commingles with anything that is out, not just of the planet Earth, where we're familiar with things, more or less, to an astral realm where our physical brains have no conception of what that environment is really composed of, comprised of. So you have to be very careful because there are certain elements there that can be very, very, very deceptive, just like in the natural world. But again, the, the astral realm is here to benefit us. It's here to provide for us information that isn't normally readily available on the, on the earthly plane. That's where we derive a lot of our images as they come down to us on the physical plane and we try to quickly interpret what we're receiving. But it's all um, it's it's all part I think it's all part of the role of every psychic to understand to some degree what the astral realm is and how to identify the codes and messages and uh, if you will, language of the astrodome, because it's not it's not restricted to English. The astral realm is not an English world. It's not a French world, it's not a German world, it's not a Spanish world. It's a world of spirit. So that spiritual energy comes down to the individual receiver and that receiver has to translate it in their own language which is what we try to do every time we do a show. Yes, that's right. Um, Are we done? I think we can more or less uh, finish the show today. We don't have any other callers, and we've had some time to explain the astral realm. We'll be back uh, Friday, and let's get that contest. Okay, don't forget the contest, everybody. What is it? 47 days of non-stop listing. You get a free half yeah, hour. You can't stop. You can't stop. No, you have to stay away for 47 days. On the air. Or say our, the name or of our show, show a thousand times, times in a minute. In a minute. And you get an hour on that one, on the show. Okay. We're done. Talk to you on Friday. Friday. It's hard for me to focus, to talk, while I'm operating the chat room, by the way. Typing and talking is not not easy for me. I can't multitask in that regard. But we are back on the air at a regular time, Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. Thanks.